BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. podcast dedicated to helping other women find their rightful seat at the table through unique discussions and genuine storytelling. I am your host, Jennifer Etter. Welcome to the table. So I am thrilled to death to have Samantha I'm back. back. Yes. So she was so amazing and just fits so well in this whole little thing that we have well, going thank on. You. But we also have Lori Keller. And uh, Lori Keller is new to the table, and we have been discussing back and forth and just hitting it off like old girlfriends. I know it. Absolutely love it. So welcome to the table, Lori. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So let's start off with letting our audience know a little bit more about you, because let me tell you what. So the name of the show today is We Are Conquering Our Valleys and Our Peaks in Life. And so kind of what we're going to touch on, we're going to touch on, you know, divorce Mm -hmm. and the different perspectives. You know, I haven't been divorced yet. Don't plan on it, but (laughs) I was raised by a single mom. I've seen divorce. And then I know you guys have been divorced, but also, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a way that we need to learn how to conquer our peaks too, and really what it takes to climb to get back on top of life. And so Lori, you have the stage. Go ahead and tell us a little more about yourself and what you've been up to. All right. Thank you, ladies, so much. I really am excited to be here. Um, So I am Lori Keller, and I come from a very small town in West Virginia, Poca, West Virginia. So i got to give my friends a And when I say small, I mean maybe population 1,000. Very small. Born and raised there. um, Got my first nursing degree from Marshall University. So some of you all have probably heard of that movie, We Are Marshall. Um, Yes, that is where I went to college. Got my first nursing degree, graduated in 98. Um, And then by 2000, I left the state. Um, My daddy always told me, get your degree, get out. Mm -hmm. I'm not supporting a marriage until you're gone (laughs) and get your career. So I focused on my career and that led me from there. Eventually, I made it to Houston, Texas, Um, have been a nurse for 23 years with a background in Mm -hmm. cardiovascular and transplant ICU. Um, Got married in Houston when I was 26 and finished my second nursing degree while I was pregnant with my first child, um, and then left the bedside and went into medical device sales, where I currently work and have been with my company for 12 years. I've had a successful sales career while still doing nursing on the side, and I am now in graduate school getting my third nursing degree 
As a single mom with now two children, a 15-year-old and a 16-year-old, both boys. Oh, so, well, yes. And and as you said, as a single mom, right? Right, right. Not daily normal life. Daily normal life is a lot, but yeah. you're taking on normal. <laughs> define <laughs> right, right. Yeah, define normal, right? <laughs> but normal life, day-to-day -day life, kids taking kids to school, you know, going to work, feeding them because they have to be fed. You know, you have to feed them every day. They keep right? They, keep <laughs> they require three meals a day. <laughs> and I'm it's surprised. They eat a lot. I don't know. I know, Jennifer, you have daughters, but boys eat a lot. So, yes, it's constant. It's constant feeding. <laughs> my daughter is a dancer, and believe it or not, dancers eat a mm -hmm. lot of food. Yes. And my other daughter, just she just loves food. You know, so, yes, they, they can eat a lot. But I'm always shocked when they say they're hungry again, you know, and I'm like, they're like 30 minutes. Didn't we just eat like four hours ago? <laughs> like you're still, you're hungry. But so, okay. So we're going to talk about, you know, overcoming divorce. Let's start mm -hmm. with that. And, and like I said, you know, I haven't been divorced, um, but I did grow up in a single mom home. And so I witnessed it and I witnessed my, my perspective of it and what that looks like. And, you know, it's not easy, you know, women who who definitely go through it i have friends that have mm -hmm. um there's a deep dark like brokenness it seems like that you really have to pull yourself up by the bootstraps to move forward and um i'd really love to learn a little bit more about what you ladies did kind of your experience and then the steps you took to rebuild yourself like what was your what was your focus mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. did you get out of that because i know for me I curl up into a ball when I'm hurt and it takes a while to pull me out. Well, I think there were, for myself, there were definitely days of curling up, you know, in that hole uh, with my divorce. Um, now we have gotten to the point that, you know, we were, were able to co-parent successfully. Mm -hmm. um, wasn't always that way, right? You know, because it's messy and it's hurtful and it's a change. Uh, you don't know if you're did I bite off more than I could chew? Right. Am I really strong enough for this? You know, kind of thing. And changing the, the data, just the simple things, you know, I mean, this family unit that you, that you are, that you once were, your daily life is going to change. Your kids are going to feel it. And, and even if you're getting divorced without kids, I mean, just you right. yourself intrinsically, this is going to feel different. Mm -hmm. And you know, sometimes it does happen that this person that you were married to, that you signed up, I'm going to share my life with you. I'm going to build mm -hmm. my dreams. I'm going to live out everything with you. It, it, it may turn into a little bit of a, of an enemy situation for a little mm -hmm. while. So it's, it's heartbreaking. Uh, yes. But luckily just for my case, uh, I'm now remarried and uh, my ex-husband and my current husband, you know, our friends, we do, we do it. We're doing it. Uh, for the kids, for ourselves. Okay. It's just, it takes a while to get there, but you can get there. You can. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it's, it is hard. It is hard. It is heartbreaking, right? Because you signed up, you married this person because you loved them, right? Mm -hmm. And you wanted to have a life with them. Um, and sometimes things don't go as planned and you find yourself barely 30 years old, two and a half year old. Um, mm -hmm. Infidelity gets in the way sometimes. And you get divorced and you do you for a little bit you're sad and then you're mad and you're angry and mm -hmm. 
do I curl up in a ball? I have sometimes, um, or I'll go just sit in my pool for hours and hours and not come out. But um, for me, I've kind of always lived by the motto. I had a really good friend tell me, you get one day to cry. Yeah. And pull yourself up the next day and you have to move on. Now, mm-hmm. does that one day sometimes turn into one week or one month? Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Were there some bits and angry at first? Absolutely. Um, and then I just... I had my cry and I woke up and I said, you know what? I have a two and a half year old. He's now 15. But at the time he was two and a half, and I said, he didn't ask for this. He was mm-hmm. brought in love. He didn't ask for this. And by golly, we are going to make this work and we're going to co-parent the best that we can. And we put that bitterness aside. And, you know, it was a struggle, right? It was, I was a single mom, you know, Within like a six month period, I was a single mom, got laid off from the job that I was working. So it was it was tough. Um, but we decided that we were going to make it work. Pardon my language, come hell or high water. Yeah. yeah. And, and we have. And I can honestly say, and anybody around us, his new wife, when I say we are actually the poster children for life after divorce and how to co-parent with your children. That's so wonderful. I love that. So yeah. I'm seeing some comments. Um and one of them it says guilty and a failure. And I have heard that many times. Oh, yes. So one of the things that I know happens is, you know, anytime we start something new, we as humans, we love a story because mm-hmm. we love, we, that way we think we know the middle, beginning, middle, beginning, middle and end, right? right? And that's psychologically what we like to have. Mm-hmm. And it, actually what we don't realize is that we've created a life. It's almost like it's a birth of a new life. So when there's a divorce and a shift of that story, just like you said, you were literally talking about going through the process of grief that right. we have to put that story and right. lay it to rest. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that everybody knows if that's what you're processing. Mm-hmm. You're processing the death of a story. was going to be your life. Right. And you go through all of the phases of grief. You have to. Right. Or you can't move on and move past it. And much like you said, I think focusing on my children uh, that really helped. We've said it before and I'll say it again, you know, moms don't get sick days, right? So we don't, we gotta, we gotta get it together. So, yeah. And I loved you talking about too, you get that one day to cry. Oh, sure. Now, yes, that one day may turn into one week, but I think it's important that we don't allow ourselves to just kind of fall off. Right. And, and you know what, this is actually, a different conversation too, because you have to think of different skill sets that people have. How broken are they? Right. How broken down were they right. before the divorce? Right. I mean, we talked about infidelity a little bit. We're going to tap into that a little bit more, but there's also abuse. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I know personally, I was with someone for a long time. And I guess as we were talking, I was like, I guess when we split up, even though we weren't married, we were together, lived together for four years. It was like a divorce. And mm-hmm. I, can, oh, sure. I can remember, and but it was a very abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. But I can remember even in that sitting in the apartment, looking around at this place I had created and thinking, I'm going to have to leave all this right. and start over. And that was so scary because I had worked so hard to create something, even though it was broken. Right. But I left that very broken mm-hmm. and it takes a lot. So I think it, what we all need to also realize when each person's coming out of their mm-hmm. their relationships, it, some are broken more than others and that everything looks different. Right. But it's still overall the same thing. It's the it's the death of a story. But I think it's important that women surround themselves with really strong women who will support them 
and mm -hmm. not guilt them, not mm -hmm. make them feel bad, you know, so that while they're processing, they've got some love and tenderness and some, hey, wake up, sister. Right. Now we're going to move forward. Okay. That was good. You got it out. But now we move forward. And I think that's so important. And with that, there's so many different forms of abuse. You know, it doesn't only have to be strictly physical. Right. You know, emotional abuse. I mean, that lasts for a lifetime mm -hmm. in, in some cases. I mean, that, that is scarring, you know? So when you are trying to gain the confidence and, and the grit to leave, to start over, to, to re revamp yourself, you know, that in itself can be scary because emotionally, if you're being broken down, you sometimes you just don't even believe in yourself anymore because you've been told and been spoken to and been treated such a way for, for a period of time. It's hard to, to believe in yourself that you actually can, you know, be, be worth something. Right. You know, Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break so that you can hear a word from our sponsor. And we're back. And that comes from patterns. Now we discussed a little bit because this is, this is how my brain always works. You know, what's the pattern, right? What, what started this? Mm -hmm. What's, what's the seed that created this? And so one of the things I kind of want to discuss, because, you know, we want to help give ways that women and men who are listening, I know I've got some men that are listening that are also, you know, they've been divorced as well. Um, but there's ways to get out of it so that you can say, okay, I've got, I've got a little bit of a plan, mm -hmm. right? And one of those is, and, and we kind of discussed a little bit of, you know, what home we grew up in and not to say that it wasn't loving. Right. But sometimes we recreate what we had or recreate what our parents had um, sometimes. And, and that is, that is something that needs to be identified. Absolutely. And so Lori, would you say that, you know, you were maybe recreating something that maybe oh. was, um, I was, I grew up in, you know, a four family household, a mom, dad, a brother, and me. We took vacations every year, once or twice a year. You know, I had a, had a great life in that small little town, right? I absolutely love going back to visit. Um, I had a very strong father influence. I, I was daddy's girl. Um, he never missed a football game that I cheered at or a track meet that I ran in. Um, him and my mom dated a lot, right? Like I actually watched my parents date. Mm -hmm. So it was very shocking when I found out in high school um, that he was unfaithful to my mom. Mm -hmm. wow. So, you know, and of course, then I got to watch the parents fighting and then make up and fighting and make up. Right. Um, but even through all that, he still remained a strong father figure to me. Mm -hmm. um, but I did see the infidelity. I saw how it affected their marriage. I saw how it affected us um, as children. And when I married my first husband, I'll still to this day tell you he is an amazing man, much like my father. I felt like I married a man who was absolutely just like my father. Um, my mm -hmm. father worked. They got along very well. So yes, there is there is a pattern. Um, I feel like I, what I saw growing up in my father, I wanted to see in another man, and I kind of overlooked the infidelity part. Mm -hmm. Right. And so yes, I, I do think there are patterns. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah, they're not always they're, they're not obvious, right, all the time either, because I know. You know, sometimes there's only one part that maybe you resonated with as a child, mm -hmm. and that I call that the set point. And you, we do, we recreate what's comfortable because we know the outcome, right? 
the good, the bad, the ugly. Sure. We know the outcome. And so we find ourselves very comfortable in creating that. And I think that it's important that we kind of look at that and decide if we're going to be the pattern breaker. And if we're going to say, okay, I'm going to stop this pattern. Right. For the next generation. Right. right for the kids. And so did you find that you had maybe some recreating patterns? You know, what are they? Hindsight's 2020, you know, and I don't think I set out to emulate exactly, you know, what, what I grew up with. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for me, I have never met my biological dad. So the man that, that married my mom when I was three, you know, even though they got divorced, you know, when I was in my twenties, he's still my dad to this day. That is my dad. I'm, I, hi dad. You know? <laughs> um, so it was important to me, you know, when I started having kids to really fight for the family, you know, um, to try harder and not just throw the book at it, you know, because I didn't want, I don't know. I just didn't, it was a conscious effort to have, um, to have him, you know, in, in the kids' lives, mm -hmm. you know, so it's, yeah, I, I think that it makes you either try harder or you're like, you know what, I don't want anything to do with that. I'm not fooling with anything like that. So right. it could go either way. You And sometimes you go both ways, right? Mm -hmm. In my instance, I fought for years, fought for a few years. And I said, um, no, because it, it's occurring again. Um, so I, did, I fought because I found out about the infidelity before my child was even born. We were like nine months pregnant when I found out. Um, so I fought for a few years for that reason, right? I wanted, I wanted to have that family unit, but then when I realized it was probably going to be a recurring issue, I said, you know what, I'm, we're going to go ahead and we're going to leave that situation because I'd rather my son come from a broken home than be in one. Mm -hmm. Right. And I can, and we raise him together. And so now He's 15 and he watches us get along. We, we travel together to watch him play ball. I sit with he and his wife at the games and he sees that we all get along. And so now he can see how that love is supposed to be. Right. And right. his family doesn't always mean you're married. Yes. Right. Right. So, uh, Omar, Omar Marcus, he had a, has a really good question and I, I'd like to address it. So it says, do you still feel the same way, or do you think that was a flawed decision? Now, I personally, you don't know that you don't know, right? Mm -hmm. And we are constantly just living life with the skill sets that we have, right? We've either learned them or we've grown them, mm -hmm. we've attained them. And so I, I personally don't think that there are wrong, bad decisions. I think they are just, they are decisions that we made with what we had. And that being said though, um, if we don't grow and identify, then we're, we're doomed to repeat it. And that's where I think we could maybe say, okay, if I'm doing this over and over and over again, and I'm not figuring out what mm -hmm. the real pattern is. Sure. Maybe we're not making great decisions, but I never say that anything that's happened was bad or wrong. It just was, and it was a part of our life and it's a part of who we are. Mm -hmm. And that if we can like turn everything around and say, you know what, that was a learning curve right there. I learned from that. Then, then that means it's value. There's value in what right. you experience. And so, um, personally, if that, if that answers your question, Omar, yeah, growth, <laughs> growth is uncomfortable. Nobody, nobody likes change. Nobody likes evolving because it's different. You know, we like our little bubble, our little home, home base, mm -hmm. you know, but, um, yeah, past choices are choices. And very much like what you said, we're going to learn from them and apply that knowledge mm -hmm. or we're not. Well, we're not. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're not, you're not changing, you're not growing, right? Mm -hmm. 
if I had it to do all over again, I would have met him still 20 something years ago. I would have married him all mm -hmm. over again, my child all over again. Mm -hmm. uh, I did learn from it, right? Because I had a recent relationship of three years and the infidelity was so much worse um, and mm -hmm. sickening for a lack mm -hmm. of a better word, sickening infidelity. Um, but I was able to, to see the signs from what I, my first marriage um, and I knew to get out. I knew that. And so as long as you're learning and growing from your mistakes, I don't regret my choices. I don't regret mm -hmm. the life that I'm in right now. And what and where I've been to get me to this life. I wouldn't change one thing about twenty years ago that brought me to present day. Because mm -hmm. I've learned, learned a lot from the mistakes that I've made and I've made plenty. <laughs> we have all <laughs> I have fallen down many times. <laughs> <laughs> many scars and bruises, but I think that those scars make us stronger. So let, you know, just to kind of finish off, I'd really love a little bit of advice that you might give our audience, our women and men listening right now. What's your best advice? I'll start, I'll start with you, Samantha. Mm -hmm. uh, what would be your best advice to give? We've gotten some really good ones so far. I, I truly, truly am a huge advocate for self-worth and self-awareness. You know, and it's so difficult for us to be nice to everybody else, but we need to show that same love to ourselves mm -hmm. and it's necessary. It's not um, ego filled or, you know, arrogant, you know, because once we know our worth, we're not going to be putting up with a lot of the things that that we put up with, right? Very much like with you, unfortunately having the experience that you did, you were able to apply that strength to the other relationship, you know, because you were able to see the signs. So yeah, I think self-worth and just believing in yourself every day is a new day and strength is key. I love it. Mm -hmm. Lori, what do you have? Um, so it's like I tell my boys, when you fall down, get up. Are you broken? Are you bleeding? No, dust those knees off and, and let's mm -hmm. go. Um, so you have to dust yourself off, pick yourself up mm -hmm. from your mistakes. And yes, um, some of my closest friends will tell you it took me a while to learn my self-worth mm -hmm. um, and to learn that I did not need a man to validate me. Sure. It took me a long time to realize that. So my best advice is Women, love yourself first. You cannot love anybody unless you're lo wholeheartedly loving yourself first, filling your cup. You can't fill others' cup if your cup isn't filled. And it's not selfish. It's not egotistical. It is self-love. It is self-worth. Um, and learn to, to love yourself, and then you can move forward. And life is just not that bad. Um, mm -hmm. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. And the other advice I like to give is if you really want something, right, if you really want it, you will make time. Otherwise you'll make an excuse. That's right. That's exactly right. And you know what? I've made a lot of excuses in my life, <laughs> but one of the things that I, I, I we both hit on is um, I, I believe like attracts like. And so if you're loving yourself mm -hmm. wholeheartedly, mm -hmm. unconditionally, you're loving your shadows, you're loving your bits and pieces. You don't have any shame. I always say you can never blackmail me because I own my shadow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But by doing so, then you will attract people to love you unconditionally and wholeheartedly as well. So I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I know that my audience did. And um, and I know that we're going to be doing this more um, as I start to kind of collect amazing women <laughs> and bring everybody around the table. So thank you, Lori, for joining us. Thank you so much for Samantha. Well, thank you. And everybody yes. that's 
so much. I have enjoyed this. Thank you. Awesome. So everybody that's been watching or if you're listening, make sure that you subscribe, that you never miss another episode of Find Her Seat. And as always, I hope that you have found your seat at the table. Thank you, everyone. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.